0: Welcome to the All In Football FPL Show, Episode 3, Game Week 1, The Fallout. I'm your host, Alex Rex, the self-proclaimed fantasy Premier League guru. Joining me today in the dark is Thomas Hughes in his Leeds kit and uh, Scott Williams, who is all about fantasy football, the most positive man I've ever met after Game Week 1. So uh, looking forward to dissecting all of the top performances, the best players, and they're uh, going into some real depth about what we can really piece together from game week one uh, from the outset. How are we doing today, boys?
1: Yeah, very good. I think I may be slightly more positive than about fantasy than Scott is. But yeah, all good, mate. Happy to be here. Uh, it's just, yeah, great. Let's can't wait for fantasy football. Yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but let's go straight on to uh, the details of how game week one unfolded. So, average of 69.6 and a half million managers started game week one. Most selected were obviously Salah and Bruno, 54 and 51%. And uh, the most selected captain was Salah at 41%. The chip usage was great. The triple captain was used by 3.46% of all fantasy managers. Uh, and the majority of those went on Mo Salas, so well done to those players who will have got a massive amount of points, probably like 51, I think it? will be, wouldn't it? Three times 17, well, no, quick math. And then also the guys who used it on Bruno as well, who will have got 60 points um, and 2.18% of players used their bench boost which I really am a big fan of in game week one. And as I said on the uh, the main pod, if anyone watches, uh, listens to that, or they might just listen to this one first, I don't have the bollocks to do it, if I'm honest. But I, I do find that a lot of managers like putting a, a team together for game week one uh, and because uh, they're going to wild card early and use the bench boost because it's one of the most overrated chips, as we all found out last year with our great results. Um, top scorers from the round. Bruno, Salah, Pogba, 20, 17, and 16 points. Alonso and Shalabar from the defence of Chelsea, 15, 14. Antonio and Ben rama from West Ham, 13 and 12. Dennis, yeah, Dennis Watford striker, 12 points. Pereira, his little turn to get that assist before for, for Vardy. It was unbelievable to make that space. 12 points for Pereira. Canos and Pinnick from Brentford with 11 each. Richarlison with 11 points. And Larissa and Son with 10 points each as Spurs beat Man City.
1: I know it's a smart move using your triple captain and bench moves in the first week. I understand the logic there, but I have to say I just like it saddens me that you've used one of your chips, especially in this game year when you've got AFCON and everything going going on. I think you're gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot of times you're gonna want to use those chips this year. I um I, I like the bench boost. I'm not a fan
0: of the triple captain. They think <laughs> like that. That's something I'm not a fan of. But you know, hey, why not? If you've got, it's ended up working and. It's sometimes a bit of luck,
1: isn't it? Scott's cracking up there. I need to know what he's laughing at. I'm cracking up because, like, it's it's just you know, chalk and cheese. You didn't even know what a bench boost was last
0: year. <laughs> oh, you are looking ahead to Afcon?
1: <laughs> it was Alex. It was Alex's charts that got me looking at that.
0: Oh, I love that. you looked at the forward fixtures already. Extreme forward planning. That's what it is. I like that. Um, and 152 was the uh, these are the kings of the game week as were mentioned. Um, I thought I'd uh, put that one up there as well because it looks really pretty when you've got loads of points, doesn't it? 152 points. Imagine imagine having that team. Top scoring player uh, got 150. They triple captain. I think it was Bruno or Salah um, this game week. Surprises, shocks, lads. I wanted to know your surprises and your shocks from uh, from the week. Any players that were like, wow, can't believe they've done well. Um, or can't believe how bad they've done.
1: I've got one candidate for that, probably Alonso. Uh, I just, I did not expect that. Kind of, I, know he's, I know he's got attacking returns in him, but that's pretty impressive. Um, I don't think many people had him in his team. If you did, you're obviously much smarter than I am. Right, roll back the years there, didn't he? Yeah. I think for me, it was the... Um... Uh, it was the Brentford boys, uh,
0: Pinnock and Canos. A double digit score for both for them. I know it was Arsenal, um, a poor Arsenal team with a poor project, but yeah, uh, for them to sort of come up trumps, I was yeah pretty impressed. Can't imagine many, maybe Canos. He did well last year, but Pinnock. I can't imagine many people on Pinnock in the team. Well, well uh, at the moment, I put these pictures on the screen for all of the um uh, the, the podcast listeners. I've got some photos on the screen right now, and I know that's Canos, and I know that's Shalaber, but you know, I that could be Pinnock, I don't really know, <laughs> um, but I'm rightly rather, rather told by Google uh, that that's Pinnock and uh, and Dennis, of course, um, seems to have stepped up and, and, and done a great performance, carrying a knock though, unfortunately now, um, but uh, what a great little pick out he was. Um, Got to give a shout out to the All In Football Podcast League, thank you so much to everyone who has joined it so far, having great fun between the lads and uh, trying to see who's going to become the best fantasy player who listens to this podcast. Um and also watch this YouTube channel. Um, Jack Halcroft, the best man from the weekend where we just were on in sunny Blackpool with 102 points, tops the league. Uh, Bicar Michael with Ings coming home. Thanks for joining the league. Bicar with 96 points. And Cully, the no-show today. Allison Wonderland with 92 points. Um, join our league. It's the code is 2p5qC4. That's 2p5Q. C4, and we'd love to have you participate in that league. And uh, to the right hand side there is our podcast team. This was the team that we chose together um, at the start of the league season. We've got 84 points off an average of 69. Obviously the highest of 150. Um, Greenwood did uh, outperform Rafinha, Tom. um, I mean, a, but Aileen
1: got perform, sure. <laughs> all, I'll, all I'll say is Raviney had a nailed on opportunity score. And if that goes in, then it would have been a lot closer. But yes, you all made the right decision. Well done. Well done. I should have started though, shouldn't we? Look at
0: that. <laughs> um, in terms of what we're going to do this week coming up, I mean, my my proposition is to, that we bank a transfer, but I don't. But obviously, we we have the conversation between the lads about what we're going to do, um, and uh, I put some out on social media if we think we should make a transfer or not. I want want you guys to let us know what you think. Um, so uh, you can uh, follow us, obviously on on uh, all in on Instagram and TikTok at All In Football Pod. Make sure I get those right. Um, and especially TikTok, because I know how much Tom loves TikTok. <laughs> and uh, All In Football P on Twitter, where we'll uh, we'll put our content out. But let us know who you think we should bring in and out. We want to know what you think. Um, going on to our game weeks, I'm not going to spend a long time on on my team, because it's the same as what the podcast team is, funnily enough. Um, so uh, just happy with Liverpool defence, obviously Salah, Greenwood, uh, Antonio and Ings, lucky with that uh, pen at the end and disappointed with um, uh, Shaw, that worldie for mailing, costing a clean sheet, Maris and Tony. But uh, Alison Wonderland, Cully, you don't have to talk about your team, but he, he had Bruno and Salah. He was the only one of the three of us who had the the two of them, hence why he's top, Simicas, Antonio uh, and, uh, and obviously um, Jota, who did well for him. Boys, your teams. Uh, vamos, Leeds, carajo, carajo.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, correct. You've got, got it right first time, yeah.
0: Claro. Nice, no, very nice. Talk us through game week, Tommy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, mostly very happy. Antonio, Ings, Ben are obviously massive results from Ben Rama for me. Uh, Simicass, expected him to pick a clean sheet up there. Happy that I finally went with a safe captain choice for game week one. Normally I just go with someone totally random because I'm not paying attention. Uh, <laughs> but then on the flip side, disappointments. Rafinha, you know, just looked like he's forcing it a bit in the games. Mane, you know, one of the only, the only attacking asset in that Liverpool team that didn't get points. Uh, Target, obviously, as you've uh, mentioned earlier, Alex, Target got subbed off because he was having such a torrid time. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm probably the other ones I'm, I'm a little annoyed about are Everton and Brighton conceding, just because I hate it when teams come back and putting a great performance, and it's taken that goal and your clean sheet bonus to kind of uh, get them going. So those are the only bits that I would say about game one. Otherwise, very happy. Eighty-one good.
0: good. Must have been annoyed to lose the Deania clean sheet, like Scott will be for the Pickford because of Michael Keane's stupidity. And then uh, Brighton lost their clean sheet because uh, Neil Mopay decided to fall over when Tarkovsky blew on him in that corner, um, which I thought was quite quite funny. Some people have said that's a foul, and it's not, and whatever else. I just think he was pathetic, if I'm honest. Um, but that's my take on, on that side of thing. Neither to mention as well on Cully's uh, team, uh, the man was very blessed to get his extra couple of points from Jota because he got subbed at 60 minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> so he got an extra two points because he took ages to walk off the pitch. <laughs> Brilliant. So many people were tweeting about that. They were absolutely buzzing in the FF community. Uh, Scotty, talk to us. 65 points. Well, his it's balls down to one player. I just toss up who I put in, Ian Actual or Antonio. I put Antonio in, I've what, four points less off than Tom. So it's just that like one player, it's that slight gamble. I really thought Ian Acho would start that game. Doesn't seem to really fancy him for some reason. He's again started on the bench. He came off. Um, yeah, Watkins, I was told personally by Dean Smith he'd be starting. Um, so yeah, so I feel feel a bit, you know, you know, a bit yeah. He hates FBL managers. No. Dude. He's a good, just, He's he lives in the real pack. world, not He's this fantasy world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Like you say, Michael Keane, What was he doing at the back there? But no, other than that, what what I'll be looking at doing this week is panicking. Okay, talk, we'll talk about transfers more in a yeah. bit. But I, I really, I really hope you are. That'd be good for entertainment. No, yeah, I think I'll I'll start panicking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hopefully, Veltman will uh, get over his COVID isolation soon as well, and you'll have some substitutes as well. That'd be uh, that'd be nice for you. Um, um, I might not... I might bench boost this week. Oh, that'd be exciting. Uh, um, in terms of uh, cheap, Is it cheap? anyway, cool, random. I uh, wanted some cheap options like that. Um, I wanted to have a look at potential transfers. <laughs> <laughs> Just dyslexic apparently. Um, I wanted to look that, at t-
1: that spelling's about as good as my
0: game week, mate. So do you know do you know what? That's half eleven last night, pretend I know what I'm doing. Um it I wanted to look at some some cheap options about who we're gonna be looking to bring in. If you are looking at panicking and needing to free up some funds, and uh, I wanted to look at some there was no goalkeepers under four point five million that played at the weekend, but we did, however, have five defenders at four million play. We had whoa, like 11, I think it was, 11 or 12, um, 4.5 million um, midfielders that played. Uh, but we didn't have any of the cheaper strikers. We had a, a five of the £5 million strikers play. But uh, only um, only Dennis made it over 60 minutes and now he's injured. Uh, so I wanted to touch on the midfielders first, because I think that they are probably the more solid option if you wanted to go for a cheap enabler on your bench. Uh, 90 minutes from Alan, from Oliver Skip from Itibo at Brentford. Uh, Nakamba, MacArthur, uh, Hayden at Newcastle, Gilmore at Norwich, um, Rupp at Norwich, uh, Bissouma at Brighton. And then we had uh, Jack Court got 84 minutes. Much fancied Brownhill only got 11 minutes, uh, which uh, he was one of the top picks actually for cheaper defenders, cheaper defenders, cheaper midfielders. Uh, Romeo, classic from Southampton, 79 minutes. And uh, Moda actually came on and got four points for, uh, for Brighton. Uh, he only got 18 minutes, but he did get one assist. So he was the top point scoring uh, midfielder at 4.5 million. Any of those guys stick out for you boys? Any of them make you think, ah, do you know what, they might be a good enabler for me to be able to get like Bruno or something like that? Um, Moda, actually, uh, not just because he got an assist. Um, he, he looked really good when he came on. Um, it was a couple of really good subs from um, Potter, Actually, uh, I, I, I felt like I sound like Drake or called Malfoy. Then, um, <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was the boy, and then there was the oh, I can't think of his name now. Um, the the other Brighton lad who came on and scored, scored McAllister. the winner, McAllister, McAllister, yeah. Um, but mode's assist was brilliant. He it, it was a great little crossing from him, so he looked good. Of oh, marvellous Nakamba looked awful. Um, but, yeah, um, Gilmore. I think a fair few people have got him already. He does look like he's going to do something, but they're horrendous rare fixtures, aren't they? They do. Um, uh, Tom? No. Cool. Um, not really. <laughs> Defenders-wise, uh, we've got, uh, got 90 minutes out of Liveramento at Southampton, uh, Duffy at Brighton, Amati at Leicester, who had one of the most up-and-down games of football I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, a couple of great blocks and some real mistakes. Um, Interesting, though, he didn't go off the pitch when Vestergaard came on. And are they looking at playing a back five Uh, with Soyuncu as well? I don't know, but definitely one to watch there. Uh, Simakas obviously has already gone up to 4.1 million um, and however apparently I've put on here but done, I, I couldn't spell who, whoever <laughs> whoever I just, I'd put however because honestly I'd know i to spell his that's, name that's but, all correct mate we'll give it uh, that Yeah, one. yeah, 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 thank, yeah thanks that. thanks thanks. Um, but I know i to spell his name anyway so I just put it in there it's obviously corrected it to that uh, but he uh, played 90 minutes got one point for Wolves um, Simicass obviously short-term option. Liveramento, uh, he looks like a good player. I think um, it just depends if you know Walker Peters comes back in. Duffy, when Veltman gets over COVID, Webster moves to this point. Is he going to stick in the team? Um, Amati, backfire. There's so many wait and sees here as to why that they're involved. But um, those are your, those are your options if you want a quick fix in terms of two transfers. And then you're looking at wild card in game week seven. Um, those are your guys. I think you're looking at. I think Liveramento Duffy. Probably Armarty, depending on Vestergaard. Uh, and however, uh, from Wolves, look like the guys would probably play most of the games. Any, any of them boys stick out for you that you think you might want to get into transfer? Or uh,
1: Only one that I'd, I might have thought about, Dennis, like not right now, but moving forward. It depends on how serious his injury is. Oh, um, looking at the strikers, yeah. Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe like Amarty. Um, and Livermore, well, I mean, who knows? I, the budget defenders, Ben, Ben White. If Arsenal are going to be leaky as hell, then Amati and Livermento look good to me.
0: I was, I'd only think I said Amati. I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights on match of the day, and <laughs> first thing the commentator said, "Oh, another mistake from Amati." <laughs> um, so I can't yeah. imagine him sticking in that team too long when I've got sort of everyone. But, uh, the, pro-
1: yes. the problem is who, if you go in for a budget defender you are limited on options. Simicast is gone after Robo's back so probably, probably Liveramento probably the pick there.
0: And then up front, obviously, Dennis, 65 minutes, 12 points. Balogun for Arsenal, 58 minutes, 1 point. Cuccio came on and got, scored a goal for Watford, 28 points. And Ida a, um, from Norwich, who had a great pre-season, 13 minutes, and 1 point. I think the point is with these players, guys, right, is that you are looking at them because they are in combination with another transfer to free up bigger funds to get to a premium or funds that you might need to free up to get to a player that's in form. So... They're not longer-term picks. They're just players that are hopefully going to pick up one or two points in case there's a COVID outbreak or there's whatever else. This is what these players are here for because you're probably going to take them out when you're wildcard. Or if they turn out to be players that play a lot, then you're going to keep them on your bench as the last player. So I would say for Dennis, uh, just on that performance, obviously, again, if it's not too long-term, he could be what we thought Ivan Tony was going to be. Ivan Tony might still be. Um, but he looked really good, and he's looked good when he's played abroad as well. But I'm guessing kutcho might get a game now because he come on and his goal, brilliant goal he scored as well. Um, so it could be worth looking at him maybe. Yeah. So those those are the uh, the cheaper options or the cheap options C H E E P that we're going to be looking at to uh, to to help enable us to get to whoever we want to player wise moving forward who are more expensive. But it's worthwhile taking the time on these ones anyway to to familiarise ourselves. Right, stat attack. God, I love stats. Um, players with the most shots this game week, Traore and Vardy with six each. Um, I thought Adama Traore played incredibly advanced. He's absolutely one to watch. I mean, he's never been a yeah. good finisher, but uh, the amount of assists he could pick up with him and has being back looking good, I think he's just, he's a watch list. Six million, mm. definitely one to keep an eye on. Vardy just, Vardy just always on the last man, isn't he? Um, Salas on DCL, no surprises. And Dennis, we already mentioned as we spoke about before, uh, shots on target: Vardy, Bruno, and Dennis with three each. Shots in the box: Vardy, DCL, and Dennis with five each. Um, So again, the same names cropping up there in terms of who's getting on the end of uh, on the end, on the end of things and uh, and putting trying to crack on. Big chances: Antonio three, including the penalty. Norgard, uh, defensive midfielder for Brentford, and scored a goal, didn't he? Had two. Obviously, Bruno, Jota, and then Tarkowski, both from corners. Obviously, one he scored um, with with two big chances. Uh, expected goals, Antonio, 1.51, 1, but uh, a 0. 0.7 of non-penalty XG. So, he outperformed that. Uh, so, 1.51 1 is his, including his penalty. Expected goals. Um, just so, you know, XG is, stands for... Is, his, it, is an expected goal from a penalty always one? I think it's 0.99. All 9. right, oh, okay. It nearly, should, it's should nearly... It should always, should always be scoring pens it's nearly one isn't it yeah yeah i know say that to the poor man united boy um expected goals for bruno 1.06 um, he's got, got himself a hat trick, big chances created. So, so, that, so we've gone back over those guys there with Antonio Vardy, DCL, Bruno Salas Andre. And out of that, we're always trying to pick out the next differential. So, the next differential Triori is obviously one to watch there. Dennis, if he's fit, is one to watch there. Um, and then if Tarkovsky's getting on the end of corners, maybe something like him if he's going to become a goal scoring defender this season. That's where you'd look at these sort of players. And the big chances created Richarlison and Salah with two each, it's pretty obvious um expected assist Salah Richarlison again so I want to look at crosses and key passes so crosses were Mount Ritchie and Simicast putting 12 crosses each during the game and I was surprised by the amount that Mason Mount put in but Ritchie looked really advanced in terms of what he was trying to deliver and Simicast no one's surprised by that because of the way that Liverpool play so, with his um, 12 crosses, I mean, he didn't get any of them correct, and none of them had landed on anyone's head, but still they were, they were decent enough. And then James Ward Prowse and Kieran Tierney as well with 11. Um, to combine that then with key passes, Kieran Tierney got five, Pogba five, obviously with his four assists. St. Maximan, Saar, Richie, and Fournells with four key passes each. So, these are the sort of players, again, we need to be just keeping an eye on which are in that sort of cheaper bracket. Anything from there, Tom, that's, I've talked for a lot there, but anything from there, Tom, that sticks out for you?
1: Uh, No, just some names that stick out to me like Tierney who um, was top of the defenders ICT index in terms of threat created despite Arsenal uh, not doing very well Um, and when I was reading match reports and looking at highlights the two players that probably stuck out to me in the Arsenal team as having a good game were Smith Rowe and Tierney so um, you know don't rule out Tierney just because Arsenal lost that first game. Um, I think it's like you say, these are players that you should put on your watch list. And probably the other one there is Ritchie. Uh, he was in my shortlist pre-season of players potentially put in. He looked really dangerous. I, I, I mean, you've got 12 crosses there. You've got him with four key passes. And I also saw, I'm pretty sure he had a shot or at least one shot, maybe a couple, which were definitely going on target. Um but they were quite far out. So I don't know if they registered as, I don't know how that works exactly, but um, he's he looks really threatening. So definitely some options in there.
0: There's some good differentials like Matt Richie's 5 million, only
1: 0.3%
0: owned. Um, so like someone like him, Kieran Tierney's 5 million, 7.4% owned. And obviously if he can stay fit, then that's great. But
1: And but, Richie's, Richie's defender playing in midfield. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, So some,
0: sometimes he is. Um, but and uh, but yeah, I think they're good. A- anything uh on there at all, do you think, Scott? Any players that have really stood out for you that, that have cro- cropped up on here, or any other ones that you wanted to just point out? I think you done a good job of covering them there. Um, I think Mason Mount is going to be a solid uh, six or above player, uh, six points or above most weeks. Um, I think he's very dangerous. Um, got him in my fantasy draft, luckily. Um, but for now, what a player. Mm. Or, four, or the four key passes, he always delivers a key pass, and these are the guys that delivered uh, it, it, key, key numbers, obviously Alonso, Shalaba, Pereira, Pinnock, and Cresswell, uh, these top top players performing. I just wanted to point out a couple of other players on here, just really briefly, all the Spurs lads, uh, Dyer, Regulon, Sanchez and Tanganga. Um, a lot of 4.5 million options in there. Obviously, regulons 5 million, but pushes on forward quite a lot. But they've got quite a, a few good options there that are quite reasonably priced if they nail down a position in the, in Nuno's teams, which are always relatively solid again. Um, they're good to, to point out. Chelsea, obviously, with a 5 million, Christensen and Chalabar, they're good options in terms of value. Um, if Luke Thomas keeps down his position at Leicester at left-back, I mean, 4.5 million. There's some good players here you just need to keep an eye on because. Of the prices that they're at at the moment, they'd be good enablers for the uh, for, for the rest of your team for the rest of the season as well. There, David Raya with eight points at four point five as well. Woodman saved the penalty, so I like those. Same again with the with the midfielders. Um, you Ben Rahman, nine point six percent owned. 12 points, great moment. Canos, 5.5 million. I'm not too sure about him really, but right wing back, but still whatever else. McAllister, 0.4% owned at 5.5 million. You know, there's some really good options in here that could still provide you with some value and some differentials um, that seem to have uh, seem to have impressed anyway to start the season. Your man Fournell's at uh, 6 million there, Scotty. Very, very, very impressive. But we'll uh, we'll move on from, uh, from that at this point
1: couple of players I would just say on that really
0: really quickly just Different. because um, I think Everton were one of the most I think they're going to be playing to detail strength this year they'll be getting a lot of crosses into him so I think it's Townsend and I can't remember the other person there um, mm-hmm. but I'd probably be looking at them so I think they're going to get quite a few assists expected assists this season yeah. No, same, no, for,
1: same for Dinier in that as well. He like, mm. he loves a crossing the box, doesn't he? So yeah.
0: Yeah. And when they settle down into a rhythm, I think will will be quite clearly defined if Townsend's going to play a lot. Um and if he's going to get some assists and, and what's going to happen with Howard Charles, are they going to play 442? Are they going to play 433? Are they going to 3 5 2? We're going to find out a little bit more about how they're going to settle down anyway. Uh start attack in terms of the goal threat. So for the teams, I was really surprised to see Arsenal with 22 shots. Um, I mean, only four of them were on target. Um, but they were firing a lot of shots, 13 from inside the penalty area. How bad is that? 13 shots in the penalty area, and only four of them were on target. So and also, sec- second half, a lot of
1: them as well. they ended up with 22 shots and an XG of 0.9. It must have been terrible, terrible chances.
0: Really, I think they're just it less than half chances, like abysmal. I've got the XG on the next one. It's just, it's crazy. Um, but Liverpool, 19, West Ham, Man City, no surprise there. Newcastle with 17 shots that's got to be got to be said, they were up at the top end of the table and no surprises. Palace, Southampton, Brentford obviously still parking the bus a little bit, uh, Leicester against a tight walls team and obviously we've got Leeds down there as well uh, just because of the way the game seemed to go. Um, but yeah, no real surprises there in terms of shots. The big boys tend to be up the top. The next one's quite funny because uh, I wanted to have a look at the expected goals, if that's going to come up for me. Yeah, expected goals. Um, West Ham top, obviously, that includes the penalty. um, But even without the penalty, they still would have been top. Liverpool, Brighton are there again. (laughs) And XG creating chances. And this time, at least they've scored two goals with the changes that's been made. They do need to be kept an eye on in terms of as an attacking force this season, because surely at some point they've got to fulfil their stats and it's got to click. And it's just about which are the right players at the time. Is it McAllister? Is it Moda? Is it Mo? Is it mopa <laughs> Is it Trossard? Is it is it Lalana? Is it who is it going to be? Whatever else. But we've got to be on those guys. Um, obviously Liverpool, Man United, Everton were creating some half-decent chances. They had a better XG than the, than Man City and Watford, and Watford scored three goals. Obviously, Everton scored three goals, but they, they were creating good chances. And at the bottom, Palace, obviously Spurs, bottom of the list. Um, Leicester. Fair enough in terms of chances. But Arsenal, with their XG, were fourth bottom when they had the most shots. Yeah. Wait and see's on this one. But in terms of teams, West Ham, very creative. Ben Ramers, um, obviously Fournell's when he came on the pitch. Antonios, Cresswell's, Sue Fowles, Sue scored, does his bit. They're just players to keep an eye on and, and they've had a really good positive start to the season. And yeah, just uh, watch for the assets from Brighton and see who starts picking up and doing well. But Everton also, everyone said they'd be defensive under Rafa, but Good start there, isn't it? In terms yeah. of numbers. I think. Very good. Um, and everyone banded about crosses, but Burnley 36 crosses, classic. W- Charlie Taylor looks good. Left back 4.5 million again. Decent option. Like why 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 not with these guys? They seem to do it every year. Matt Lowton as well at right back. They do it every year, 4.5 mil.
1: Yeah. The only thing that puts me off Burnley defenders is you used to have them in because they'd most likely keep a clean sheet. You know, they got so many one-nil victories, and you could have one in probably get a clean sheet and if you're really lucky you get some kind of attack in return they don't really keep many clean sheets these days yeah fair play I think uh, I'm hoping that Dyche will sort that out but
0: yeah you're right you, there's no point having them in the team if they're uh, they're not going to keep a clean sheet City load of crosses 30 crosses uh, but no one in the box to put them away they don't have a central striker um, Newcastle 27 Matt Ritchie whipping them in Everton, 26, for Villas, 26. And you're seeing, again, some really good attacking uh, plays and potentials. Pass, total passes in the final third as well, 230 for Chelsea. You know, wow. just continuing uh, possession all the time, all the time. And when you think about, like, Newcastle scored two goals, they only had 91 total passes in the final third. Like, they've absolutely dictated that game to a ridiculous level. Um, and yeah, so some, some, some good... Some good stats here as well but i think off the back of this for game week one what we're looking at team-wise is probably avoid arsenal look at everton look at west ham um as teams outside of the obvious man united's and liverpool's and chelsea's and cities but i think they're in terms of the statistics they look like the ones that are, are really going to be uh, going to be doing bits Um, so the questions um that i i got uh were were quite Quite a lot of them, and I just wanted to kind of address one of them really on this on this podcast at this point, because we do a lot of detail and a lot of talking about it. But the main one was to talk about Manchester City. And I wanted to have a chat with you boys about what do you do right now? You've had a bad game week one, and um you you wanna try and capture sorry Scott, you see the smirk from I felt like you're about. talking to me here. <laughs> no, but like what would you have got you've got you've had a bad game week one and so many of these questions came down to who do I pick from Man City? Hmm. If I wanna if I wanna I wanna go for a captain. Against Norwich, who do I go for? And I wanted to throw it out to you boys first about what you thought. And- well, well I'll, I'll start if you like, because this is something I'm massively considering. I know the run of fixtures isn't great afterwards, but one man who guarantees I think, to start is Kevin Bruyne. next game. He came on, like I so said, he, he, he looked good. He's, he's come on a couple of games. I think he's there now ready to start. I'm very much considering putting him in, and uh, he would definitely be my captain against Norwich. And I'd probably just be sweating um, on my own there, because I'm guessing everyone would have Salah or uh, Bruno. But yeah, I I, I think for me, I I might bring him in. So yeah, a little bit of a gamble. In terms of current ownership for the whole game, 2.8%.
1: On KDB? Wow obviously i think the the fact that he was a, a obviously a doubt for game week one and i saw thing i can think of was, there's a lot of midfield premium options this year isn't there that's so you got bruno it's, most people have got bruno and sally you can't afford kdb
0: what i was going to say is for me the reason i'm probably going to bring him in is because i've got three million in the bank mm. a lot of people will probably have to take a minus four to get him in like you say bring one of those players who looked at, at the beginning the fall four, 4.5 million and exactly. then you're talking, is that, is that then worth it with a run of fixtures afterwards? Probably not. If if I had to take a man's score, I probably wouldn't. The fact that I can get him in without doing that, probably why I'm doing it, if I'm honest. Or,
1: or they have to take out Salah. They have to take out Mane. Yeah, they have exactly. to take out uh, Bruno. They have to take out a premium option. And in, like you say, you're not guaranteed to get better results from KDB just because he's at home. There's so many options. It, it makes sense for you, though, Scott. I think that's not a bad shout at all.
0: No. I, I I think in terms of what I I think on that side of things I'd, I'd agree with it for, for for it'd be Kevin De Bruyne as, as as top of the list. Any other options, Tom? Anyone else that you think?
1: Uh, well, I've got to be my team, so I'm going to say Jack Grealish because, like, uh, you know, on the other pod, we do Scott talked about Grealish and uh, what a great game he had, and I noticed that he didn't look very good, uh, you know, going forward, but. Grealish did look good. He looked very, very good. He was probably actually the best player on the pitch. Him and Mora, probably best players on the pitch. But uh, so when he gets an opportunity to get into that final third a little bit more, and uh, maybe things clicking a little bit more against a, a shaky and Norwich defence who just shipped free to Liverpool, I, th- I think you might you might you might see him get some points this week. So KDB, Grealish, those would be. I'd agree with both those picks.
0: I'm gonna to have to throw Maris in there because he's my my man that I picked to start the season with, um, full preseason, etc. Um, just disappointed with his performances, actually, to be honest, uh, which was which is a shame. But you know, that's the the gamble you take. At least he played 7.7% owned, Grealish 222 percent Um, Maris 7.7 percent owned, but he is nine million. Um, I think one other player just to point out I wanted to do on the city side of things when now, now we had a little bit more time, was your favorite ICT index, Tom. Um, but it is important to point out that João Cancelo had the second highest ICT score behind uh, Jack Grealish, and at the moment it, it feels to me that Cancelo is one of Pep's players. You know, full fullish pre-season again. Did he have a full? He had a full pre-season. Because he missed the Euros for injury, so like he he's you know, top full pre-season with with City. Um, gets himself into the centre midfield, creates chances, and has shots. So, if you're wanting to go for another differential, but 7.3% owned than uh, then Cancelo, but how mad is it? Kevin De Bruyne, 2.8% owned. If you can get to him, even if it is a minus four, and you're wanting to try and shake up your team a little bit because you've got, it's worthwhile doing if you've got, let's say, a, a player who is now a central midfielder for you. Let's just say, I know, I know that the numbers don't work out here, so it's not the right. But like Gundogan, who's now injured. Like So, you if you've got a player like that who is injured, then it's definitely worth making that move and taking a minus
1: four. Cancelo's an interesting one because, is he? you know, are you going to leave Carl Walker out of your team? I mean, I'm talking from Pep's point of view, not from a fancy team. I'm saying, are you going to leave Carl Walker out your team? You know, he was pretty, pretty damn good in the Euros after that first game and he's always been consistent. That probably means that Cancelo shifts back into midfield. He actually got quite a lot of returns last year when he was playing for midfield, I'd probably be more likely to get Cancelo if he went into a midfield than if he was playing, playing at one of those wing back positions. I don't think city score from, from those kind of crosses. You know, we saw them make loads of crosses. They don't really score from them. They score yeah. goals where they like make cutbacks or they're playing across the goal line. If somebody taps it in. So yeah, I, although his ICT was high, it does. And I can a player. I've looked at uh, preseason to put in again. I'm not convinced just yet and like you say run a fixture for City if you don't already have him is it worth getting him in
0: yeah I need to uh, refer to the run of fixtures we talked about a few times but uh, Norwich Arsenal Leicester Southampton Chelsea and Liverpool um, before uh, yeah they start to turn a lot nicer in game week eight where they've got Burnley Brighton and Palace in a row so it's uh, a you know they're not terrible but yeah, I, I yes. like that Scott, by the way, Kevin De Bruyne. I think it's just, an, I think it's an exciting, exciting... Uh, I'll be honest as well, I've looked at my team. There's no chance I can get him without taking a minus four. But do you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, but you've got the cheaper options to be able to enable yeah. That, that, yeah. that. And that, and this is exactly why we do this sort of analysis this early in the season, because let, let's be honest, how much can you really dig into statistics this early? Everyone thinks they've got it all figured out after game week one. Well, you haven't. Um, awesome. Yeah. But if you can make two transfers and two changes now, and then you can plan to use your wild card in game week seven or whatever it is, game week eight, and whatever.
1: I mean, that's it for me as well. Um, Feltman, like you said, he's one of my Mm. 4.5s and he's got COVID
0: now or whatever. So that's an easy get him out, get one of the boys, one of them, maybe a Duffy him, Mm -hmm. and then probably sack it for KDB. And with the money in the bank, I can do that. So that'll be good. There you go. Something like that's amazing. Um, uh, the, the, the fixtures for the weekend. So I wanted to touch on this. Uh, the the uh, deadline is at 11am on Saturday before Liverpool face Burnley at Anfield. Then you've got Villa against Newcastle. Palace against Brentford. Big six point of that one for Palace in particular. Leeds at Ellen Road against Everton. Go on, Tommy Boy. City against Norwich. I love having the three o'clock kickoffs back. I, I hated yeah. sweating the games all at once. It used to do my head in. Uh, it's all at once, separately, used to do my head in yeah. the season. I loved it. Wow. <laughs> ah. it's my blood pressure. Uh, Brighton against Watford. Another big game for both teams. Then on Sunday, you've got Wolves and Tottenham and Southampton and Man United. And then Arsenal against Chelsea, a super Sunday. And then you've got your first Monday night football of the season, which I'm already looking forward to the analysis of the first two weekends from Cara and Neville. I'll really enjoy sitting down with a beer and watching Monday night football and mm. uh, the analysis of that. And I think it'd be a great game, West Ham Leicester. Um, those are the fixtures. Obviously, the key ones, I mean, we'll touch on captains in a bit, but looking at Liverpool at home to Burnley, um, I think Villa Newcastle, judging by the game, the first game week games, that's going to be an exciting and an interesting one. Um, City, how many do they get against Norwich? Or did Norwich do what they did to City last time when they first they came up? Did they beat them? Um, I watched that in the pub with you boys, that was a great game. And then, obviously, uh, Arsenal have got a huge game against Chelsea. They need to show some backbone in that game. Even if they get beat 1-0 or, or yeah. 2-1 or something, they need, they need to show mm. summit, don't they, in that game? Yeah. Um, any any other fixtures stick out for you? Anything else you wanted to pick out on this one, boys, before I skip on to the next slide? I'll just point out really quickly. Wolves-Spurs, I banged on about in the last pod how important the home fans were and the new manager effect. Well, actually, now we've got home fans' Wolves against their old manager. So, I <laughs> think Spurs are in for a hell of a game there. Yeah, great, great pick out that, and it'd be interesting to watch how uh, Son and the tactics do against a team that's going to sit deeper against them that don't play into their hands as much as City, I think, as well. Good yeah. we'll one, Tom. Anything from you?
1: Monday night football. I know you've talked about the analysis, but the actual game itself isn't bad. West Ham Leicester. Uh, yeah, both teams are liked for attack. I think that could be a cracker.
0: Yeah, proper assets there, aren't they? Um, looking now at transfers and the watch list. So um, players to to look at potentially. Um, obviously, we talked about City before. Diaz is the obvious one for the long-term and the rest are wait and see. But, you know, if you're looking for the next five or six game weeks, then at the same time, like we talked about De Bruyne and Grealish, uh, especially for the, the Norwich game. Um, but Brighton, Brentford and Watford, a lot of wait and sees on that lot, I think. Um, it, it's just hard to pick it up. Maybe Sar at Watford like is, is a player, because, I mean, if you look at their fixtures, Brighton, Spurs, but then they've got Wolves, Norwich, Newcastle and Leeds. So they haven't got bad fixtures. So maybe SAR as, as an option from that side. Um, West Ham, Antonio, Benrama, Cresswell, I put dot, dot, dot because you know, I'd go for him over Fal if I had the money, but not, then maybe Fal if you don't, because <laughs> I think they're both looking great. United, the usuals plus Pogba, Bruno, Greenwood. Um, and uh the only thing I I think I want to mention about Greenwood is just when Marshall came on, who's now back fit. Greenwood moved out wide. Um, I know they rotated the front three a little bit, but that's the only thing that worries me about Greenwood. I really hope Marshall would start wide left, Sancho wide right and Greenwood through the middle with Bruno behind. Uh, I'd I'd be disappointed if not. Liverpool, usual suspects. Jota, It's splitting minutes with Firmino. I wouldn't be bringing him in. If I have him, I'd keep him, but I wouldn't be bringing him in personally. Um, Usual suspects obviously being Trent and Salah. Again, Simakas, I'd keep him, but I wouldn't be bringing him in. He's one of the most transferred in players this week with um, uh, price rises as well. Uh, Spurs, Son, and again, the rest of the way to see. But Sonny, when you look at his fixtures, Wolves is obviously a toughish game, but Watford and then Palace as the next two are, are very tempting. Chelsea, fine, tough game, but they are at home. Then Arsenal, who are, could be soft or whatever, North London, Derby, and then Villa. I, I don't mm-hmm. mind Son's. You know, Watford and Palace, are they captainable games for Son?
1: Um, it, de- it depends how they play against Wolves for me. Even if they, I just want to see, are they going to still be as good as they were against City against teams like Wolves and what's the strategy against those teams? Because yeah. it can't be the same as what it was against City.
0: Completely agree with you there, Tom. Um,
1: there's also there's also a guy called
0: Harry Kane that might play. So, again, that probably changes Sonny's position, doesn't it? A bit? Mm-hmm, it does. Maybe they could work well together like they did before. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Newcastle, Wilson and St Maximan. We need to throw Richie in there after our analysis as well, I think personally and um, mm-hmm. the one's max need watching uh, everton dcl and richarlison but again watch the wide guys um uh, as well getting crosses vardy and Pereira again for leicester i think are players to watch any of these guys would, would do well in your team but my my transfer policy this week is to not make a transfer and then i'll get to the beginning of game week three and i'll be like right hopefully i've got two free transfers if any second minus four i can make three transfers Really mix up my team, but ideal world is I make one transfer game week going into game week three, and then I've got two free transfers going into game week four. Now, one of the things about game week four, and I've got a, a little thing on this in a bit, is that there are a lot of players going away for international breaks, and some of them might be on going on the COVID going to countries which are on the COVID red list, coming back into the UK. So. It needs; they need to be kept an eye on in terms of updates on that side of things. If they're going to play in game week four or not, some of them have to quarantine to game week five. But I doubt they will do because of um different things with sports players. They can get around these things. The majority of them, so it's just something to pay attention to. But going into game week four, the transfer window will have also closed. So if you can keep two free transfers for game week four, even if you take a minus four this week, Scott, for example, but then don't make any transfers till game week four, you still have two frees for game week four. So. That's that will be something I'd be keeping an eye on. Uh Captains for the game week coming up, Um, I've gone Bruno. Bruno I mean, it's so easy and quick, this isn't it? Salah and Bruno. If you've got them, me captain. One of them, aren't you? There's not be stupid about it. <laughs> it's, what, it's what it's what it's what you're doing. It, it, unless you want to go different and go for City, and then you set your gamble on De Bruyne. It's just kind of it, really, isn't it? Um, You can go for your your Jota your Mane. You can go for your Pogba or your Greenwood. But in general, look at the performances from Game Week one for Salah and Bruno. That's where my advice would be. Don't 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 try overcomplicate it. Because also one of the risks is if you're already 30, 40 points behind the top of the league and then they captain Bruno against Southampton and they tank him nine 0 again. You just you might be in a world of trouble. But any anything different on captains, lads, which I highly no, doubt. Scott Carson looks like it could be a good captain choice there. Uh, but also <laughs> for the podcast, listen, I just put the whole city squad up for the laugh. Because it, it could, could be anyone. Look, it's Carson here. It's Zach Stefan at the front next to an injured Foden. <laughs> Brilliant feature, that, isn't it?
1: I just, I just think Ben Ramos is going to turn into a captaincy pick soon.
0: Oh, God. Captain this week, Tom. Again, against it. Leicester. On. I'm keep,
1: I know the one thing I'm doing differently this year is I'm playing straight and narrow on captain picks. So it will be Salah for me. It will be <laughs> Salah.
0: Um, yeah, it'd be Salah for me as well. And uh, maybe De Bruyne for, for Scotty if he goes that down that line, i guess. Um, or Fornals. Fornals. Uh, players that potentially miss game week four and game week five. I don't think it'd be game week five. Personally, think everyone's overreacting a little bit about this, but you never know. So uh, a couple of notable players, Martinez, Buendia, McAllister, maybe whatever. But the um, Salah, so not to pick up. But Martinez and Buendia. Um, players that are also the highly Maybe Richarlison, is one to watch out as well. Um, Edison, Salah. Big name on there if he comes back from Egypt and he's got a quarantine. Antonio, if he goes to Jamaica. Um, So there's a couple of players on there. And um, thank you to FPL Master for this graphic. Um, It's just... play. This is just something to keep an eye on. This isn't definitely happening. It's just something to keep an eye on uh, if they're going to have to quarantine when they get back. Um, Wanted to uh, touch on The Apprentice. Before we uh, before we get to the end of this and wrap up, uh, you can tell it, which screenshot was sent to me by our apprentice Liam Holmesby, can't you? For all the uh, YouTube watchers, <laughs> took a photo of his computer screen. Oh, incredible! I love it. Wow. Um, he,
1: <laughs> Sorry, I've just looked at the keepers Karen.
0: Yeah, he started the, he started the season with uh, Henderson and Foster because um, he clicked submit on his team, and then he didn't think he could change his keeper after that but he had unlimited transfers for that period of time. So, it just goes to show what newer players genuinely have no yeah. idea what they're doing with it. He's never played it before. Um, the, he's made a, a goalkeeper transfer, so he's got a playing keeper, and he's gone for Kasper Schmeichel. And he it's more because of the longer-term fixtures rather than it is for uh, the game against West Ham. Uh, he thinks Leicester look relatively solid at the back. He, he wants to go for a keeper that's a bit more set and forget. Um, and that's what he's decided to, uh, to go down the line and do. Um, team's looking good, just so you know. I'm going to read out for the podcast listeners. Schmeichel, Sufal, Van Dijk, Diaz, uh, Suchek, Sancho and Fernandez in the centre of midfield from our so-called Leeds, but he's definitely a Villa captain. fan. <coughs> Fernandez, captain, yeah. Uh, Grealish, Tony Calvert-Lewin in Bamford, got a Le one Leeds player in there. Foster, ailing on the bench, Wendy, and White both on the bench as well. Uh, any comments on that one, uh, Tom?
1: You know what my comment is.
0: <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna. Liam
1: Bruno is captain again, again. Oh my god, I can't believe it. You should have to take him off his captaincy pick for what he did last week. He may have forgotten last week. I will let him off on that one that you'd had him as captain, but to do it a second week in a row, I'm, I'm disgusted. Put it on Bamford. Back the boys, Back the boys. That's all I'll say.
0: I'll just say there as well as we kind of was a bit surprised and a bit like laffy because he went Van Dyke. Got more points than any of the other Liverpool defenders, didn't he? Yeah, so. yeah. got a bonus, got a bonus point, which is what yeah. we talked about. Then we both BPS, what we talked about like the last time. He, he's such a he's a bonus magnet at the backs. His mm. clearances are ridiculous. He dictates so well. Um, he went for Suchek last season's points. That's why I picked Suchek. He delivered eight points. Um, Calvert Lewin went from solidly up front like that. foul unlucky. You know he's, he's got a good solid team there, and as we go through the season, we'll look at more tools um, with Liam as well, and, and how to go about picking your players. But um, solid team, he got seventy points last week with no goalkeeper. So yeah, coming on to next week, you you never know. Did better than me, didn't he? So that's
1: true. I'll be the apprentice
0: next year. <laughs> if, nah, he, if, he, he, only, if he's had got... cycling, he would have got another nine points. when he got seventy nine. Yeah,
1: th- yeah, I think the only the only actual genuine thing I'd say about his team is he's only got in my eyes one premium option which is Bruno so you know a lot of teams will have Salah or Bruno, Salah KDB, I've got Salah Mane because it gives you that ability to switch between captains the only thing he's going to find is when Man United have tough fixtures he's going to have to captain Bruno Fernandes um, it yeah. seems like that's the way he's going he's captaining him every week that's fine that's whatever. Good. I'm angry about it. I'll deal with it. But uh, you know, he's not got that option to switch between uh, the different players. Saying that, neither do I, because I've got Salah and Mane. He's a captain, a captain of Liverpool players. So.
0: I'm shocked to see Benteke on the bench at home to Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, and Sancho. i um, will probably put him ahead of Sancho because yeah. surely, surely, Ollie's just going to play the same team, not play against Leeds, you reckon, no? Right, probably. I mean, Sancho played in a uh, in a midweek fitness game against Burnley at Old Trafford, we beat him three one, and. Um, I,
1: so did Phil Jones,
0: didn't he? I mean, I Phil yeah, Jones did came on second half. He
1: should be he should be putting Buendia in for DCL in that team. Just uh, again, allegiances, Liam. Allegiances.
0: <laughs> first game at home. I <laughs> like that. Um thank uh thank you so much for uh for, for watching or listening, guys. Anyway, uh I wanted to just quickly mention the socials, all in football pod and all in football p. Give us a, a like and a follow on these platforms: Twitter, TikTok, and uh, and of course Instagram. Please like and subscribe the video as well. I got told off by one of our listeners, Callum, for not saying like oh. and subscribe and smash the button and uh, and follow us for more content. we put out a couple of videos a week um, for all the best advice and just general football chat as well. Um, yeah, give us a follow on our YouTube channel, which is the, the All in Football Podcast. Um, yeah, couple of la- last bits. Thank you to FPL Master for one of those graphics in there and Fantasy Football Hub as well. If you want to get any of those Opta stats that I've used, um, Fantasy Football Hub is a fantastic tool, um, small membership fee that I pay every single month. Um, and I find it incredibly useful for uh, for picking my team and uh, making decisions moving forward. Good luck in game week two. Don't forget the deadline um, 11 o'clock, Saturday morning. I nearly forgot it then to tell you. And uh, pick your teams by then. And don't panic if you've had a bad game week in game week one. There's another uh, 37 to go. Thanks for being with me today, Tom and Scott. See you later.
1: Cheers.